0: Be very, very quiet. We're reviewing comic crossovers. Join us as we take a look at DC Meets Looney Tunes. Straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. The idea of the DC Meets Looney Tunes series was pretty simple. Essentially, you would have uh, a 30-page uh, story that was told more in a typical DC comic style. And then after that, you'd have about an 8-page story that was much more Looney Tunes and cartoony. So, uh, the trade paperback of DC meets Looney Tunes contains all six issues. And so uh, we start out, the first uh, issue is Legion of Superheroes, Bugs Bunny special number one. This story really does seem like it is probably not set with the modern day Legion of Superheroes, but rather the counterpart from the 1980s. The plot is that Supergirl is dying, and so they try to summon Clark Kent from Smallville to come and help. Now, the reason I say this looks kind of like a Bronze Age issue is because Supergirl's wearing her outfit. The outfit very much looks like from the 1970s. And uh, instead of Clark Kent, though, they get Bugs Bunny, who happens to have some uh, carrots that uh, give him temporary superpowers. And I'll be honest that this story is probably the weakest in the collection. It shows less thought and really doesn't do a whole lot, particularly with Bugs Bunny. There are some funny bits, but it's not that funny. And so oftentimes the humor in this uh, first issue seems to be a bit one note mainly the legions of superheroes are angsty and there's angstiness going around which again i think would probably fit more with a bronze age characterization the art is nice but uh this one is was pretty mediocre and not only that, but for the uh, Looney Tunes uh, comic, they just repeated the DC Comics only uh, story in a more Looney Tunes fashion. Again, not a whole lot of uh, imagination uh, went into this. Next up is Martian Manhunter and Marvin the Martian number one. And uh in this story, uh, Marvin is actually from another dimension and travels to the DC Universe to destroy the Earth. Uh, the art I like in this, they made some small changes to his costume. Made it a little bit more detailed than you see in the Looney Tunes cartoon. It's a nice look. The story itself is okay. It's better than the Bugs Bunny one, but the essential point of this is that despite not being understood by people of Earth, nevertheless, the Martian Manhunter defends Earth. And there's very little humor in this story, and so I don't think it has enough points to, you know, fill up its pages. Uh, but I, I did like the, uh, second, uh, the Looney Tunes story, which was amusing. Essentially, imagines, uh, Marvin discovering that he and the Martian Manhunter exist in the same world and wondering why don't I have all these superpowers? It's a cute story, not great, but uh, I enjoyed it. So this one was okay, but uh, nothing special. The next one, and in this book it's interesting that the stories seem to almost be arranged in order of quality. Uh, Next up we have uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Tasmanian Devil and uh this story actually does show some thought and manages to put Taz uh within the world of this of Amazonian myth and uh that uh, the one-time Taz Uh, met Wonder Woman, but she tricked him, and so he's a little sorter. And then uh, Wonder Woman comes to him and says that she really needs his help to save her people from Cersei. Now, why Taz said yes, I don't know, but I do like the story and the art is good. They do modify Taz just a bit so that he looks more like a real Tasmanian devil. The little short uh, Looney Tunes-esque story is a cute story where Wonder Woman retells Taz a uh, myth uh, and thanks for his help in the main story. Then we have probably the first really great story in this book with Lobo uh, the Roadrunner. And this actually takes the approach of putting Wile e. Coyote and the Roadrunner Within the framework of the DC Universe and gives them an origin story that's as convincing as anything you'll get in the DC Universe. And it explains a lot of things. Uh, like the origin of the coyote's intelligence and why, uh, buys all this stuff from Acme Labs. And it is hilarious the way that they build up this origin. And they also address the, uh, point that while E. Coyote looks a lot like Sam the Wolf from a, a lesser known series of, uh, Looney Tunes cartoons, where uh, you had this uh wolf trying to get the sheep's from the sheepdog, and at the end of the day, they would, uh, you know, go home friends and come to work friends, and then spend the day enemies. It, it you know, it was a very uh, hilarious and a little twisted idea for a cartoon. Uh, but uh, the wolf looked exactly like Wiley e. Coyote, and they addressed that in there, and I appreciate it. The plot where Lobo comes in is that Wiley e. Coyote decides that uh, in order to solve this problem uh, of not being able to get the Roadrunner, he uh, will go ahead and have an assassin do it. And uh, so he ends up trying to hire Lobo, but Lobo already has a job, so he swaps. And it's hilarious because the job that the coyote gets is to uh, kill Kilowog of the Green Lantern Corps, which probably would be easier than the Roadrunner which Lobo struggles with, and it is just funny, it's clever, it shows respect for the source uh, material, and I like it a lot. Then there is uh, Jonah Hex, Yosemite Sam, and uh, the plot is that Yosemite Sam has struck it rich. But he needs someone to protect his interests, so he hires Jonah Hex, who is between jobs waiting for payment on a case where he brought in his uh, quarry without a head. Which is the only somewhat gruesome part of the story enjoy this uh, take on Yosemite Sam. He's short, he's pugnacious, and particularly when compared to Jonah Hex. It's great to have him in a situation where he's with some taller folks. I also like the role they work in this story for Foghorn Leghorn, where Foghorn Leghorn is a bit of a carnival freak, and a fighting, tall, talking rooster who comes to warn Uh, Yosemite and uh, Jonah Hex about what's going on with the plot to kill Yosemite Sam. I don't know how it compares to the typical Jonah Hex uh, story, but it's a good Western, and it really was just a whole lot of fun uh, to read this one. And then we have Batman Elmer Fudd. This is the one that is the classic the best of in this book. And the idea of this story is that Elmer Fudd is a guy who was raised in the country and became a hit man who uh, went around with his uh, shotgun, taking care of uh, various mob hits. And he is actually setting out to kill a uh man named Bugs the Bunny who he believes killed his girlfriend Silver St. Cloud but Bugs tells uh, Elmer that the real person who killed uh, Silver St. Cloud is her other boyfriend Bruce Wayne. So Elmer Fudd sets out to kill Bruce Wayne for killing his girlfriend and is in fact without knowing it a romantic rival of Batman. I mean, this is a great concept. And the story is told, you know, in this sort of noir narration style. And they just absolutely go with it. And Fudd is a, a convincing character, but they have a lot of fun. They take all of the Looney Tunes uh, characters, of uh, Tweety, Sylvester... And uh they make them into uh human characters who use a lot of the same verbal tics. And the result is fun. And the meetup between Batman and Elmer Fudd, and particularly the end of the issue where they end up teaming up to find out what really happened with Silver St. Cloud, is just superb. Uh, there's so much that went into this. Uh, Tom King, who actually writes the regular Batman series, wrote this. And uh, it is something else. Also, I can't say enough about the art by Lee Weeks on this. He just does a great job of conveying all the mood and atmosphere that you want with a story like this. This is just absolutely brilliant. Neil Adams, a great Batman artist of the past actually went ahead and recorded a YouTube video where he did the voices, particularly the Elmer voice, uh, over the scenes. And so you can kind of watch that online, uh, but do yourself a favor and get the book uh, yourself, either the uh, original uh, Elmer Fudd and Batman book or uh, pick up the entire DC meets Looney Tunes book. Really, despite the first couple of stories being somewhat okay to lackluster... I really enjoyed this book, and I think particularly the last three stories were just superb. And so I'll give this book a rating of Classy. All right, that's it for now. If you do have a comment, send it to me, ClassyComicsGuy, at gmail.com. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes if you like it, and uh, follow us on Twitter at ClassyComicsGuy. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.